Loading artists. Audio inside. Loading artists. Audio inside. Oh, it's Oddcast, it's Oddcast, it's Oddcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen by your easel, maybe you can grab a chair. Or even take it with you like you ain't got no care. Loading artists. Audio inside. Loading artists. Audio inside. So sit back and relax and grab your headphones too. Adjust your volume, it's Oddcast. Philip J. Mellon welcomes you, so sit back, oh yeah, it's Artcast. Loading artists, audio inside. Loading artists, audio inside. Well, let me just welcome you, Stephen, to Oddcast. Well, thanks, there, Phil. I'm glad to be a part of the, the cast. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually some of the thinking. Um, I know it's it's a play on the word podcast, but um, it, it that was part of my thinking for the name as well, as far as being a, a cast of, you know, part of the, the cast of the project, so to speak. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, as if it were a theater production or a play. Yeah, ongoing soap opera yeah <laughs> so you ready for my first question sure okay when did you fall in love with art or feel like you became an artist uh i always i think i was a little kid and i started drawing you know i used to, that used to be one of my main forms of play i would start sketching or something like that doodling and and then all of a sudden i noticed that oh i get attention you know people say oh i like that or something like that and, <laughs> so I like that <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. That's you nice. know, and so I've always done it. You know, when I was little. But then, and but I'm fortunate in some ways that I live in a, a small city, well, small town that has uh, a very vibrant arts community. We have a, uh, a you know a very national quality museum here in Charlottetown, the Confederation Center of the Arts, and they have a it's sort of a brutalist structure designed and it's opened in 1964 and uh so when i was i was born in 64 so in all my life i've had this museum just a few blocks over right and i remember going in there when i was a kid you know i loved to draw and i went in there and this is my first school trip i think it was and i realized wow there's this is this is art you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's like so i like to draw and then i, I walk in and i see I see art. I think, oh, people actually do this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so I, I started going to the center regularly all, all through my life, seeing all kinds of different art that we consider. There's usually shows every several months, a changeover. And then I became aware that, oh, there's actual artists around me because, um, you know, uh, in elementary school, one of my schoolmates, her father, was uh, was an artist, 
and he actually became one of my when I went into college. He actually became one of my my, my teachers, really, and a mentor to me. Uh, his name was Henry is Henry Purdy, and uh, you know he uh, was very active in this community and still is. Uh, so I, you know, at a very young age, I became aware that people could be artists. And, yeah, and, and so that was really inspiring. So it's like, oh, you, you can actually do this <laughs> as a job right. or as a lifestyle. And uh, yeah, so all my life I've been surrounded by, you know, in by art really. Yeah, and, That's cool. uh, yeah. and uh, you know, it's a it's a small province. There's only a, but we are a province in Canada. There's 140,000 people here, so that's like you know, a city block in major centers. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But, so, but, uh, but at the same time, we have institutions here that are dedicated to the arts. There's a, a Prince Edward Island Council of the Arts. There's the Confederation Center of the Arts. There's Island Media Arts Co-op. So there's lots of arts activities. There's music, PEI. There's, so there's, it's a very rich community. There's different, there's being different publishers you know, small pub, uh, presses on PEI over the years. There's one now, Acorn Press. So all these things, you know, if you want to be an artist, you know, <laughs> there's options. Yeah, there's inspiration out there locally. Yeah, and you can find mentors and people who are doing it. And that's kind of inspiring. So. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say since I was a little kid, really. I still hope to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a funny job. Never grow up. What? It's a Never bit, grow up. Yeah, you never grow up. It's like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be an artist. But then I'm thinking, oh, gee, you're playing with paints with my kids. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't really grown up. (laughs) All right. So how important is formal art training to an artist? Hmm. Uh, I thought about that when I I was fortunate when I left high school to go into, there was actually still on PEI a, a school of visual arts. Uh, it no longer exists. It got cut back in the 90s with uh, during the recessions and stuff like that. But when I left school, I was thinking, well, where, where would I like to go to school? Where can I afford to go to school? And also just thinking about myself, I'm, 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 I'm a terrible person to to teach, <laughs> no, I resist <laughs> uh, certain uh, you know certain things. Like, I, I, but I, I'm sort of a hands-on learner. I like to you know, drive myself, you know, my, with my own education in some ways. So I, yeah. I ended up going to this, this school of visual arts, and they had like you know, you know uh, graphics programs, uh, printmaking, uh, pottery, different. You know, woodworking. So there was a lot. You know, there was it was art and crafts combined. It was a really yeah. nice place for me because at the same time it put me in contact with um, artists. You know, uh, Henry Purdy was the director. Nigel Rowe and Russell Stewart were my instructors. They they were both artists. And even though I was in a graphics design program, I was what I did was I just wandered into the back room and I carved out a little space to paint in. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and it became my section in the back, and they just let me do it. And you know, they said, "Okay, he, he just wants to paint," so I went in back there, and I, yeah. and I did other things. And they allowed me to do that. You know, and then anytime I, uh, you know, I would just sit there and I'd ask them questions, and they would either answer them or 
give me another question in return, so I'd have to. Yeah. You know, say, oh, I'm asking you a question. You're asking, you're giving me another question. So, <laughs> so that's how I, uh, my education. But I think, you know, I I certainly regret not having gone on to, you know, a degree uh, other than a, you know, I have a diploma really, like a, a college right. diploma. But I, uh, you know. Um, I think our, uh, arts education is important. It puts you in contact with people who, who are your peers, you know. Right. And I and I did get I did have that through the, my my schooling, you know, people who were important to me you know, and things like that. Uh, I know that nowadays you know, it almost seems like there's an inflation in education uh, certificates, you know, like PhDs and. <laughs> things like in visual arts, but uh, I think an MFA is very important. Most people I know now who are younger are going on for the, uh, going on for their MFAs, and right. and you know that's that, I think that's I, I often regret not having done that, but at the same time I don't. It's sort of a, <laughs> a conflict. Yeah, it's an odd thing because it, it um, mm. I. I, I'm kind of on the fence about that myself, and yeah. I think that is generally, um, unless one wants to teach at, at sort of a university or you know, yeah, college level. Yes. I mean, I think if you don't, then it's just important to get that experience and challenge yourself on your own, if if possible. Yes. If you're yeah. wired that way. Yeah. I was recently reading something about. Um, I guess it was just going around the internet last week, but. Uh, Artists setting up alternative schools, you know, uh, uh, for for arts education, not necessarily offering degrees, but offering yeah. workshops and things like that in in, in different centers. And, and yeah. you know, I've actually come in contact with smaller variations of that over over my time. You know, like groups of people getting together for life drawing courses or painting, yeah, art, like little, you know, yeah. lectures and things like that. And, that, and those are really important. Uh, I I have, you know, in Canada we're very. Um, Curatorial driven. There's a sort of a system that we get into. We don't. There's not really a commercial scene in Canada. There's some in Toronto and places like that. But usually, when an artist starts off with, is when you're when you're starting off, you'll usually have your first show, say in a in your university, right? Your your degree show, and then you fall into the um, artist run run centers, you know, art run artist run galleries, and then maybe you'll move up to, say, museum shows or gallery shows that are yeah. curated by people. And sometimes when I sat down with curators, you know, the first thing they ask you about is your education. <laughs> so you have to sort of get... Well, that's interesting, yeah. So you have to say, well, yeah, I don't have an MFA, but, you know, take a look at the work and let's talk about what I'm doing. <laughs> right, yeah. And no, I, that's I've been lucky. Too. I mean, yeah. I can't... Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. All the time. And, I, and I've, you know, I've also been lucky to have other curators who have been willing to work with me, you know, even though I don't have an MSA, but some I have actually experienced that, you know, I've gotten the impression that, oh, okay, this guy's <laughs> not, yeah. not too curious about what I'm doing. So, right. you know, credentials do count, I think, in the long run. Just uh, they open doors, really. Right, right. Yeah. And, uh, Ready for another question? What's it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel the computer or the Internet helps or hurts an artist? You know, I've actually been a late adapter in some ways to the internet, but um, uh, 
I've actually come to think that it's a great tool. It it allows you to network, like, um, yeah, you know, uh, it, it, it it you can drive your own content in some ways. You know, I, I used to read all the arts periodicals that came in through Canada and, and the United States, and, and nowadays I don't bother uh, picking up art magazines or or, or things like that because I'm yeah. reading stuff online, I'm watching stuff online, I'm finding, right. you know, and I, you know, nowadays when I pick up a magazine or something or, you know, some periodical, I'm almost bored. It's like, oh, it's the same old stuff that I'm not interested in. Then I, <laughs> and, you know, uh, so the, the computer, oh, I, it, and just listening to people online or watching videos like the James Com report or yeah. Gorky's granddaughter, you're getting in, I can find stuff that interests me. I can drive my own content in some ways and create it. Plus also, you know, I've been able to use the computer to to make connections worldwide. Yeah. You know, I'm, so, you, you know, I, uh, we're not really a studio-driven culture on PEI. Artists usually work in their homes or something like that, but we don't visit one another's studios. We We see each other at events and things like that, but uh, sometimes it's hard to get together and talk, right? Right. But I might actually find myself chatting with somebody online in Nottingham or or in New York or uh, San Francisco or Boston, places like that. Right, right. Yeah. So, so the computer is a great thing, I think, for for networking. Because I, when I started off back in the eighties, we used, I used to be part of a, an artist-run gallery here called uh, the Great George Street Gallery, and and when we got together with other artist-run centers in the region, one of the keywords they always bantered around was networking. We have to network. <laughs> but then yeah. but there were no tools uh, at, at that point at that point that enabled us to to really network. You know, there was the fax. There was a, I don't even think we had email back in the when I was active in the in the artist run centers, but you know, there was a fax and things like that. We thought, oh this is great technology. We'll just <laughs> but nothing ever came of it. But now it's with the computer, with text, uh, it's just so it opens up so many things, really. And I, and yeah. I, and I don't think it um, it does any harm. I can't really, you know. Some people say, "Well, you're just viewing artworks uh, removed from the context that is by right. screen." Yeah. But I was just, you know, over history, it's uh, when you look at it, most art has been viewed one step removed. You know, even in the Renaissance they would be seeing things through engravings or reproduced paintings or copies. Right, yeah. So they did you know, you you would know about, you know, somebody in the northern regions of Europe but you might not have actually seen their work directly. Um, right. Or if you have seen it it's probably been reproduced by, you know, black and white engraving, steel engraving or whatever they would do, or or a copy. So it'd be different. <laughs> You didn't get yeah, that's interesting you say that because um, I I'm definitely a fan of seeing work in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just dawned on me this morning. I thought, wow, you know, if you go to a gallery or a museum or what have you, you're you're almost you don't have that private experience. Yes, and your memory plays tricks on you. You know. I think. Yeah. Like I remember going through the National Gallery in London, and by the time I got to the Rembrandt room, like. That was the room I wanted to get to, but by the time I got there, I was just like, I just was punch drunk almost. I was exhausted. <laughs> it was just so much sensory overload. And so I yeah, sat in the yeah. room and, and 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 enjoyed it, but I think my memory of the room 
not exactly accurate. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even though memory's I, tough that way, I think. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. So I think viewing work online and using the computer to to, to exchange ideas. Yeah, Even and that's a big thing. I mean, sharing I think is important, whether it's on Facebook or you know WordPress or Blogspot or or even uh, Tumblr or those things. Yeah, there's so many tools we have now. You know, you can create these opportunities to to see and share. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, it also it's a, it, the only hindrance I would say is that you might get sucked into reading the internet <laughs> yeah. and not actually working <laughs> not yeah out. but I love that um, oh, yeah. just because of the, my lifestyle at the present moment that's how I get most of my imagery is through the internet you know and online Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's interesting because I can see something that's like really inspiring and walk to the next room and, and start working with that inspiration you know yeah and you might not have seen it exactly, so if you're inspired by it, you're you're sort of uh, stepping away from it and creating something different in some way. It's dis- right. distorted, and that distortion creates, you know, interesting things. <laughs> right, yeah, variations and whatnot. Variations or uh, your own interpretations. So. Right. I don't know if I explained that clearly. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems fine for me. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I think the computer is a great tool. So, when creating a work, do you use any sketches or preliminary work in the process? Um, yeah, we were just chatting about that first. Uh, I'm working on a what I call the long series. It's I've been working on it for four years now. It's right. like twelve by twelve paintings. And what I do, paint I have a, a large stack of them sitting on the floor that I'm working on. And uh and on my work table I have a large large sheet of paper and I use these sort of as uh I put my when I'm working on a painting I'll set it on top of that. So I'm capturing all the marks and spills and things like that or things that are happening. Sometimes just cleaning your brush and and in some ways those are my preliminary sketches, the stuff that's spilling and being captured on those larger sheets. Yeah. Right. And then I'll take you know, there could be anything on those sheets, like phone numbers, messages. Uh, coffee rings, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And then I'll take after a while when they're really marked up, I take those sheets and I cut them into twelve by twelves. And I do it. I try to do it as randomly as possible. I just flip them over. I don't even look at the sheet. And I just measure. Oh yeah. I measure it up. And then I take those sheets and I look at them and I think, well, okay, I, I, there's stuff in there I can, you know, bring up or push back. And those turn into the works. So in that way, I'm sketching. I, I like the, the history of the accidents that are occurring. Right. I, I think I read somewhere years ago that Juan Miro, using, he had these nice sheets of paper, but he didn't know what to do with them, and he was using his paintbrushes uh, when he was painting. Using when he was painting, he would take those sheets and he would almost use them to clean off his brushes. He, you know, he, he, he would use them as blotters. And then I think okay. then they turned into a series of paintings afterwards. When he looked at the, all these colors on those sheets, he took those sheets yeah. and turned them. I think it was the Constellation series. We turned. I could be completely wrong. I make up a lot of things. <laughs> and I, I believe you. And I, I just and I just reported a fact. But anyway, he turned those paintings, and I sort of like that idea. You know, you know the, the history of the working uh, process because right. 
sometimes you look down at your floor and you're like, oh, I like that spot right there. <laughs> Too bad I didn't have something there that I could capture that with. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I do, I, I've, ad- I've developed this method of, you know, even when I'm painting on, on a, a one piece in particular, it's almost finished. I'm painting on, on future pieces, even though, uh, the, um, end result might be quite different. You know, sometimes I just take those sheets that are marked up and I just really just paint right over them. And, and, and then you can just barely see ghosts of image, images and marks yeah. coming through. And, and I like that, really. Like I don't like a, a pristine sheet of anything, really. I've gotten to this point where it's like the scruffier, the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Even, even the overall format, the border of it. Yeah, I, I've, I've set it like a very strict format like 12 by 12 inches roughly there's a few that are variations on that size but i set that rule you know i have this rule of you know roughly 12 by 12 and uh right and then so i've been working on that body of work now for four years and uh um just out of curiosity how how did you come to title it the long series uh it's it that i it um how would I describe it? It started off really simple. I was just sitting down and I drew a, a my, my my daughter and I were sitting at home and she was drawing and I was drawing and I the first one I ever did I thought oh I like these drawing this drawing and it's kind of my nice, little series I thought I'd do ten and then I just right. you know uh, I just sort of kept on working on it and then one day I was at a craft store and I saw these really nice storage boxes. <laughs> I, right. I, the whole idea of this storage became part of it. So I took the the box and I put the drawings in it because they fit, you know, like they were 12. Yeah. The box was, was for storing 12 by 12 paper and I thought, wow, there's a lot of room in there. I could fill this box and see how long it takes. <laughs> so I started working on it and, you know, I managed to get like 100 in it. And I was thinking like about time wow. and process and I really enjoyed it so why don't I keep on it? And it has to do with time, I think, because of length of time and what happens when you're working on a large body of work. Because, uh, yeah, right. Uh, you know, variations of how it all alters over time. So the long series re- references time, really, a long time. And I've, I've sort of, you know, dedicated the fact that essentially for the rest of my life I'll be working on these in some way. So I've, I've sort of completed 1,400. I've completed... 1400 now and I've you know made it known just through artist talks and things like that that my intention is to do 10,000 so that should take 20 oh wow yeah <laughs> so yeah. I'm like yeah so that I like so there's this time element involved in it you know what happens in the studio uh, is interesting to me you know how your memory works because I'll, I'll, I was looking through images the other day and, I, and there's some that pop out. I go, oh, yeah, I remember that one. But then there's other ones I, I'm, I'm surprised when I come across them because I have no memory of them in some way. Yeah. You yeah. know, and you're looking through things and you go, oh, okay. <laughs> I can't I, I totally forgot about that one. Or, <laughs> you know, it's, it seems new. So, you know, I think your memory is, is pretty selective. You know, you have little memories here that pop up. Certain marks, of course, are familiar to me as, as I... I've tried to carry certain things through it and uh, also I depart. And one of the things I do as I'm working is I'll I'll sometimes do what I call a set. So I'll start like drawing on 10 sheets and I'll work on them. But after I do, like after I complete like four, I'll 
I'll take the six that are unfinished and I'll shuffle them through my stack. Like I have this large stack really of like works that are almost done. Some of them might be barely marked on. Some of them are heavily marked on. Some of them are essentially finished. And I keep shuffling it. So there's so sometimes you know I'll, something will pop up that's very similar to something I did a couple of years ago. And I'll, yeah. I'll see what happens when I work on that because what has changed in the way I'm approaching work is, is kind of interesting to me. You know? And what do, what remains the same? You, you, muscle memory always sort of gives you up. You know, you always have those your your own marks, right? <laughs> I yeah, that. language. Or... Yeah, your own language, and and even though you you know you might I might I might think the work is quite different from what I was doing. Uh, you know, I still had those habits, and uh, it's interesting to see if they altered or what might what I might do differently over time. So. There's um um I, I guess I, I tend to be so, sort of poetic at times, which I think, as you know, but mm-hmm. yeah. I, and there's there's these like phrases that popped into my head when when I when I was looking at your work, and and this I feel like relates to what you just said, where I feel like the work image to image or painting to painting is like they're as different as days are. Yes. Yeah. Yet they're part of a of a context that within the series itself. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Right. So you know in, in so oddly there might be two pieces completed one after the other and they're very different, right? But they might yeah. relate to something longer ago, you know, like like six months ago or two years ago and stuff like that. And I and yeah. I do like in, incorporating text into my work or snippets of, you know, I I tear up like I I, I often use uh, collage elements for it. Right. Uh, sometimes I'll just take a nice dictionary and rip it up and turn those into large sheets and I'll start painting on those. So there's elements of words and text showing through and they sometimes drive me along. You know, you and I are working on a project right now, right? So <laughs> yeah, 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 and. and so I with, with with your work when I there's a figurative element I, I find in what I've been doing the last few pieces I've completed. Well, I've only completed a few of them, but there's there's, there's a speech that's occurring. So I see this figurative element in the structure of the paintings. And right. Yeah. There's like a specific reference to something that um a little more clearer than uh, less abstract, but yeah. Like references something that's alive, like whether it's a flower, like form, or yes, 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 yeah, hmm. it's interesting. It's some, I think, what I'm trying to get at is that there's a little bit more representation in this, the the poetry painting collaboration that we're working, you and I are working on. Yes, I yeah, there is a, a very they are representational in many ways. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's you know I, I don't know what I would define myself as. I, uh, I don't think I'm a pure, pure abstract painter by any means. I still have a lot of imagery that sneaks into my work. You know. Yeah. And I, I still think in terms of imagery. Um, you know, I, I, in some ways I often think that the, the most abstract painting is a, is a representational landscape because <laughs> you know that's a very abstract concept taking something that you smear around and turning it into an image of something uh, yeah right. you know but and then you know high realism is like taking paint and smearing it <laughs> because that's what you do with it. you know it's like is that very tactile 
material, you know. Uh, it's, what, it's what I like about pain is uh, the physicality of it, you know, smell and stuff like that. And then, oh, yeah. You know, so, when it, yeah, I've often wondered, like, that's something that interests me. It's like, you know, what is representation and what is abstract, you know. Like, it's, you know, we, we think of non, maybe the term non-objective or not, it might be the better term, but I, I use a lot of imagery and stuff, and even a mark. Yeah. Or, you know, mm. Certain marks I use all quite often, you know, <laughs> cross hatching and things. So. Oh, I know. Like I'm amazed at that. <laughs> wow, the the patience and the hands you must have for that. <laughs> well, I used to like um, years ago. I used to actually paint relatively figurative works, you know, and they were okay. I would do a lot of sort of line work and pattern building and stuff like that, and so. The work I'm doing now still incorporates some of those techniques I use. I used to use, right. and uh, it's fun. Uh, I have two small kids. My daughter Anna is, is seven, and my son Sam is four. And it's really interesting watching them drawing. And yeah. and I've actually sort of collaborated collaborated with them in some cases. Sometimes I'll like have this sheet of paper. I'll just toss it in the floor. I say, "Here, have some pens. Mark, mark it up." <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I I have to explain to them, I am going to cut this up. It's not going to be preserved. <laughs> and sometimes they're really into it. You know, they'll sit there making marks and splattering stuff around. And then I'll take that and and uh, incorporate that into paintings. Like, there's a lot of paintings that you'll see my daughter's name written in, written in, written in them. And, uh, oh, yeah. When she was a certain age, she was very interested in writing her name and learning how to use do her letters. So I let her do them on sheets of paper. And, uh, and, um, Work and, and uh, they've worked their way in, and sometimes there would be like a painting that's almost done, and she'd be like, "Dad, can I make, do something with that?" And, and then part of my problem has always been the whole idea of preciousness, you know. I, 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 oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I want to get past that, so I was like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead, do something. Let's see what happens." Yeah, <laughs> because the that's other important of the process. What's that? But, it's important of the process to not sort of hold the, you know, the. What the stages of a painting like is precious? Yeah, I think it's very easy to get all wrapped up. Oh, this has to be preserved. Yeah, right, right. You know, and part of the, the fun of working on something like this is I hope that if it's not working out, I'm not going to worry about it too much. You know? <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, like, not get wrapped up in the whole uh, if it's any good or not. I don't. You know, I, if something's really bad, I just keep. Uh, I might white it out or. Or, or just leave it in the pile as a finished piece, you know. Like it's like, yeah, that one sucks, but <laughs> it's part of the process. <laughs> right, right. You know. But yeah. So, huh? hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask you another question. Okay, great. Okay. How do you get yourself out of creative block? Uh, creative block. I, I haven't had really had that problem because I have. I think the way I work. Like I have a lot of work on the go already, right. so I'm always working. I think one of the things I I had to get past is the idea that when I go into my studio, I have to work. You, I, I I think it's great to go into your studio, but if you think you have to work when you go in, it, that creates a block. So I think it's okay to go into your studio, and you don't necessarily have to do anything. The other thing I have to, uh, somebody, one of my teachers early on, you know, I was standing there in a the canvas, and he said probably what so many 
teachers have told other artists over the years is like, he's, don't, don't worry about it, just make a mark. <laughs> right. Just make a mark. He was pretty much yelling at me. <laughs> you know, we, I was like, talking, oh, what should I do? And I have this thing. And he goes, just make a mark. Goes, doesn't, if the mark's no good, don't worry about it. You know, you, you can paint over it, it's paint. You know? <laughs> yeah. It, exactly. It's like a, so yeah, if you're having a problem, just make a mark and get going, you know, and, uh, if, if it's not a good mark, don't worry about it, you know. You, you can work around it. You can cover it up. Um, when I was doing, you know, uh, different types of work, uh, when I wasn't doing a lot of works at one time, uh, one thing I did do is as I got towards the completion of the painting, I always had the other piece ready to go, so to speak. I would cut the paper or I'd put the canvas on the on the easel and it'd be on, an, on another easel and it'd be there in the background waiting. So uh, it's just a little ritual I had, just so that, you know, I never liked the idea of finishing something and then just leaving, you know, uh, this, right, this yeah. space. So it's one of my rituals was always to, after I finished something, I wouldn't leave the space without being prepared to start something else. So, you know, I think artists or the people who are in the creative field develop little rituals for what they do, you know. <laughs> Yeah. And mine was all. You kind of set yourself up to have a starting point the next time you start working, right? Yes, yeah, or something to think about too. You know, because right. uh, I spend a lot of time in my own head. You know, I might not be visibly working, like painting or anything like that, or drawing or preparing something, but I, I do spend a lot of time thinking about stuff, like just you know, <laughs> in random ways and yeah, you know, yeah. and looking at things. But, you know, I. I uh, you know, I just look around at a lot of stuff, you know, oh, like, which, you know, sometimes I'll see like a chip of paint. And I'll be, oh, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> 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 Nobody might be aware of my, my doing that, but I'll be just looking at it thinking, thinking about stuff and what, what I'm working on. And those are ways I get by creative blocks. So, Right. Now here, um, I'd like to ask you my favorite question. Mm-hmm. Um, can you use three to five words to describe your work? Uh, I'm a project-based project painter. Based. <laughs> but, oh, nice. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to work on projects. like, um, or So, you know, my, my main project is this long series that I'm working on. But it, within that, I have other projects. I have a collaboration with you, and I have a collaboration with some artists in England, um, David Manley, uh, Andrew Parkinson, Rachel Pinks, uh, uh, and uh, Clay Smith, and uh, Donnelly Down. So I'm working with those people. Plus, I'm also about to begin another project within my long series that I can't really get full details about, but I have a public art commission uh, oh, cool. that is through the Prince Edward Island Council of the Arts. So I was I was fortunate over the years to you know, get some grants through the Prince Edward Island Council of the Arts to allow me to do projects. So quite often when I'm working, there's, you know, I I, I think of them as, you know, the ideas or projects that I have going on within what I do. So there's many little layers of things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so project-based painter. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, do you mind if I say a couple things? No, sure. Go ahead. Okay. So I, in, in of course, the the way that I received most of your work um, has been online, and yet I feel like some of the some of the paintings they 
these words pop into my head while, while looking at them, and like some of them appear to stand up straight on their own, mm-hmm. and like they advance to the viewer, mm-hmm. and others sort of like somehow become spatial and they invite you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. I, I would agree with that. I try to do as a. I try to experiment as much as I can when I work. You know, try different things and. You know, uh, so different things happen. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lot of work. Um, I feel like in like there's so much that is slightly revealed about what the layers that are underneath the the, the top layer. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, and sometimes you sort of create this halo around certain like design elements or shapes, and that gives you windows into the into the painting, which is it's kind of mysterious in a way, and it's. It's this weird sort of illusion, yeah. which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and that's part of my pro- process is, like, there are layers occurring. Quite often with those sheets that I've cut up, I will actually apply a transparent layer uh, of, t- uh, say, like tracing paper, and so there's ghosting happening. happening. And I like when there's history in the paper. So, yeah, you lo- yeah. I, so I try to... Uh, put things on it that you're looking through it, or even just transparent paints versus opaque paints and things like that. I like the idea of palimpsests, you know, those uh, docu- those old manuscripts where there's ghostings of old manuscripts with, uh, underneath, you know, because um, the parchments were so valuable they would scrape off an old uh, oh, wow. yeah. illumination or something like that. And you can still see it under certain lights and so those things are are interesting to me. So, and some of the pieces, as I do them, you know, they stand up on their own. You can put them. Uh, I think often, like, how do I show my work? Quite often, you know, it's in a big grid on the wall or in a stack or something yeah. Like that. yeah. But there are some that I have framed up as individual pieces. But a lot of it sort of relates to one another. So there's, uh, like, I had sent some pieces over to Nottingham just recently for an exhibition and it was like the Arch series and they all sort of related to one another and I thought you know that's a grid group within a within the series so right you know and then yeah. we're in the the pair show uh, in in New Jersey together right uh, at the right, photo yeah. gallery so yeah that was kind uh, of, photo gallery yeah, yeah. yeah so I was you know I, I, I was just sending two pieces to that and that was kind of a challenge really because usually what I do is I I send a bunch of things and you pin them on the wall. And <laughs> but sending one or two to an exhibition is kind of fun. Just makes, yeah, makes yeah. me look at my work in a different way. You know? uh, right, and it's just the idea, the concept of pairs. You think, well, what do I want side by side from each other? Yeah, and the pieces I sent are quite different from one another. There's they they both show different aspects because there's a lot of my work is really, you know, over the top marks and details but then at the same time I'm quite interested in monochromes so yeah. there's one piece that has you know a lot of drawing on it a pattern you know almost like a mushroom shaped pattern then there's the other piece is very monochromatic and the, the structure of the paper is the main element is the main drawing element so there's lots of pairs and things glued on but the colors are very dark you know and uniform there's almost no surface part of it other than the paper really so yeah, so there's those elements in the work that's happening. So 
yeah, it's, there's different things that I like to experiment with, you know, uh, almost a maximalist versus a minimalist approach in some cases. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like going back and forth. <laughs> Uh, who are you, who are some of your favorite artists? Oh, for, I I'd have to go with the big two for me are Picasso and Rob, you know, Robert Boschenberg. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, like they're uh, you know they're very different artists, but in some ways they were game changers. Uh, yeah, you could refer to uh, you know Picasso because he just you know it must have been so. It, Frustrating for people coming, contemporary, you know, younger contemporary artists <laughs> uh, coming along when Rauschenberg, when uh, Picasso was still around, because he did so much and it seemed like he touched on everything. Yeah. You, know, you, you look at Rauschenberg today, and I, and he, you know, just I just love the ideas that he came up with. That whole erase the Kooning idea, and the, you know, what a. <laughs> Where did that no, come from? It's interesting. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, and uh, yeah. So I look at his work, and plus, plus, they're both artists who are very prolific. I, I've always admired artists who are prolific and they have, and have very many different things occurring in their work. Yeah, um, I feel like with Rauschenberg, it's, it seems that every time you turn around, oh, there's another Rauschenberg image. I know that I've never seen before. Oh yes, I know, and. Uh, and it's not just not just the images. There's the performance element to his work. And oh, sure. The conceptual elements. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, sending I'm a telegram to, to sort of related to the internet. You know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Send, sending a, image. Yeah, his idea is sending a telegram to some his gallerist in Paris saying that this is your portrait. You know? <laughs> the, the telegram. What was the line? This I, uh, Robert Rauschenberg declared that this telegram is the portrait of. Where the person was, I, I forget. I'll have to look it up. And, you know, and, and you know, oh, that's such a cheeky <laughs> thing to do, but it's like oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. And th those are the two artists, uh, uh, you know, historically that I think of. But then, you know, there's so many artists who are working away that you just uh, you might not read in, in the big magazines or publications but they're you, you meet them online and they're they're doing fantastic yeah. stuff you know it's like right like, uh, I, I i i try to you know uh, tell people about different things that i come across and you know I, I just talking to other artists around here i'll say hey you should check out this guy you know? so that's one of the reasons when i when i'm doing some blogging i sometimes i, I quite often do my introductory posts about other people's work. You know, my, right. have you met me? <laughs> I love the series. Oh, thanks. Yeah, they're a lot of fun to do, and I'm always meeting and finding new artists uh, to to talk about. Um, you know, but you know, so they're my favorite artists. You know, there's, there's, it's just countless, really. I'm an enthusiast. You know, <laughs> like I really get get interested in, in exploring what somebody's doing. You know, but if I had a yeah, Picasso and Rauschenberg would be the two, and and you know go further back, Rembrandt and people like that. Uh, Patrick Heron was an artist who interested me a lot too. He's a British painter, and and I and I sometimes, you know, he, for me it's his sense of color. Uh, Patrick Heron's color, I like bright, vibrant colors. You know, I don't really worry about mixing too much. You know, I, I'm a straight out of the tube sort of painter sometimes, <laughs> or most of yeah. the time. You know, and, and he was 
very, you know, concerned about color and how they interact and the edges of colors when they join together. He would spend hours with a very fine brush painting this, you know, edge and then have another color right up against it, but spend hours painting the edge of that color with a very fine brush. <laughs> huge canvases. And so when you see the images, it's like they just, they just really knock your socks off. It's like, wow, <laughs> it almost burns your eyes out, you know. <laughs> so I love his sense of color and it just pretty did. And, uh, but then, you know, I've been lucky to meet some good artists over the years. There's some really good artists up in, in Prince Edward Island, oddly enough. Uh, yeah. Even though we're such a small community, um, over the over the years, uh, back in the 70s, there was this back to the land movement that occurred. I don't know if you would know anything about that, but a lot of Americans and people from around the world came to the maritime region of Canada because land was inexpensive, plus to get away from the Vietnam War. So I grew up and still meet them. Like they're, you know, they came here. They usually were highly educated <laughs> yeah. artists or academics, and they settle into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the, on those people sort of uh, had kids, and their kids are still working here and producing different different things, music and art and so yeah, there's lots of great artists around. So. Yeah, that's great. It sounds like it has like a real sort of small town, a small city feel, but yet it's it is a really small thing. Yeah, it is a really small business. place. Yeah, everybody's connected in some form, but but then there's a lot going on. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's great. Yeah, we yeah we and you know we have the institutions, uh, but they come and go, of course. But there's some really good things here. Uh, we have, you know the Confederation Center of the Arts, which provides lots of opportunities just for education, really, just to look at art. There's the Prince Edward Island Council of the Arts, which, you know, I've been lucky enough to receive some grants that have allowed me to take time to do projects. There's yeah. the Arts Guild, which is, uh, uh, you know, provides uh, spaces for artists to work in and different arts organizations to have offices, and there's a theater there and there's an art gallery there so there's <laughs> over the years there's been lots of activities so. yeah that sounds great yeah but uh you know at the same time it's it's nice to get out of the province and, and see what's going on yeah there, you know send stuff out and, you know and interact with others so yeah it's an interesting place at times but sometimes it's like like today it's Winter is settling in. It's going to be long. <laughs> talk, talk to me in February. I won't be so. <laughs> yeah. Taking taking a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of my um, my last question is uh, also one that I enjoy. Um, do you have an artist quote you'd like to share? Um, I was thinking about that. There's I've never been a person to toss around quotes, but yeah. Uh, you know I um. There's certain concepts that I've always been admiring of. Uh, you know, I like the fact that, uh, I think, well, maybe it is a quote. I, I could be completely lying again, but Picasso talking about artists steal, you know, good artists steal. <laughs> and that's uh, an interesting idea because, you know, you derive inspiration for somebody. Somebody might say, oh, you've yeah. stolen my idea. And it's like, no, I've taken <laughs> your idea and I made it better. <laughs> you know, that was his, I, that's what I, whatever I've read into Picasso, that's what I view him, view him as. Right? He'll, he's someone who's taken another person's idea and says, thank you yeah. for the idea. 
I'm going to steal it. <laughs> I'll make it right. better. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I don't really have a quote as such. You know, I have a, an attitude sometimes. I don't, you know, like I like. Yeah, I'm terrible with quotes. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I'm I'm I try to remember them, and I'm I'm oh. terrible at. Yeah, reciting them, you know yeah. how they how they appeared. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was Picasso who said the variation of uh, "good artists uh, or artists steal." Anyway, but it was about, but his idea was that you take an idea and you make it yours and you alter it and you turn it into something else. And, uh, anyway, I could be making that up again. <laughs> oh no, that's that. I've heard that that um, that's where that quote comes from is Picasso. Yeah, and I like um, it's not really a quote, but just over reading you know the whole idea that you know he was so driven to uh, when he was working it's not a quote but the whole concept of death his 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 painting his life was a it was a battle against death you know uh, sometimes that re- i i kind of understand that you know like you're working away and and uh, there's a life that's occurring when you're drawing or painting and of course, there's so many artists nowadays. It's what happens to the work, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, there's like, and then I don't know it. it you know, I mean, I, for myself, at times I look at so much online, and then, you know, I've, I've, you and I have been Facebook friends for a while. Yes, yes. And I've seen a lot of your work, and I've actually had some of it here, mm-hmm. you know, so that I could add some elements to it and then to send back to you. So. But even with that, until until I knew and had the interview scheduled, it made me see your work in a completely different way because now it's for real. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah makes you know, like this is happening and yeah, yeah. It, it, it's I'm actually grateful for that because it, it, it helped me to see your work in a different way, like I said, and pay attention to it a little more closely. More closely? Is that? Yeah, is that, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean because – um, when I'm doing a, one of my posts, my Have You Met posts, it's like, you know, I'll, I'll be aware of some, like I have a lot of, you know, I'm part of that whole Facebook artist thing that's going on. Like, so you meet all these people and you, you're seeing their work. But when I sit down to do a post on somebody, it's like, oh, okay, like, this is far more complex than I was expecting. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I really like that. And like, especially when I start reading about somebody's work and I, you know, I start looking into it and just looking through their albums and Sometimes the posts go together quickly, but then there's other times it's like I just spend time trying to wrap my head around what the person's doing, you know? I know, yeah. Like, um, you know, we're talking about favorite artists. Uh, I'll pass out a name, like Laurie Ellison. You know, I, when I really started looking through her draw, like her albums and, and online at what she's doing, like these really... You know, at first they've seen you know, their drawings, and but there's this... Almost, I might be misreading it, but there's this really subtle conceptual element to it that you, you, I, you might not realize until you're looking at the work deeply. And yeah, then it's, just, it's just interesting. Just, yeah, huh? then I'm just sort of start as I looked through her work, I was just getting more and more completely mesmerized. It's like, how do yeah. you do that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, or uh, um, you know, um, sometimes. Uh, like uh, a friend of you know, sometimes a friend will just surprise you. Like you, you know, there's a yeah, you get so you, you know like them. Similar to, 
I'm sorry? Yeah, you know somebody and you think you know their work. And then you walk in and you see a piece hanging in, a, in, a, in an exhibitor. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Right. You know, this is completely I'm, – I'm aware of what you're doing. I know what you're doing. And I, but then I'm seeing something. It's like uh, a friend of mine uh, – you know, that, that's happened with a couple of friends of mine, like, recently, like, uh, one of my favorite island artists is, uh, Sarah Saunders, uh, she's a, uh, I would say, conceptually based artist, she does a lot of, uh, it's craft-based in some ways, but she did, I was in an exhibit with her, she had, uh, taking, um, children's clothing, and she, she encased it in a slip of porcelain, and then fired it so that the clothing burned away, and all you're left is this ghost image of porcelain, like very oh, wow. thin. And I, you know, I've known her work for years, and I've always sort of been amazed by it. But then I saw these pieces, and it just like, like, you know, it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you just, you, you just knock everybody out. <laughs> it's the way I like it, you know, like working around here. It's like, oh, okay, that, 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 that just knocked my. Knock me out of the park. <laughs> yeah, and I love when that happens. Eh? Yeah. I'm unconscious, thank you. Yeah, and it's like I, you know, and, and I've admired her work for years, and I've looked at it, and then it's, then you have that other experience where you're just like, wham. <laughs> right. I love when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like and and that continues to happen to me. Like so, yeah, wandering off topic here. Anyway. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> There's a thread there, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, other projects are going on. So, yes. Yeah, and and I, you know, I'm involved in some stuff up here with art. We we have a small, we're starting up an artist-run center here. It's been sort of on the go for a few years, but we're starting to, you know, formulate spaces and stuff like that. It's called This Town is Small. You know, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... I think I briefly saw um, uh, a post that you made about that. Yeah, we're we're starting to get some projects going up here and things like that. Yeah, you know, and I and you know, someday I would like to start doing a bit more curating on my own, so so to speak. Yeah, because there's so much stuff I look at, and I think, oh, it would be great to bring it here. (laughs) But that's all done. You know, I'm sorry, (laughs) I didn't mean to. What's that? When you said curating, um, do you you may I'm not sure if you're friends with Brian Edmonds. Yeah, I know Brian. Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, okay, so, so you know curating contemporary, right? Yeah, curating contemporary. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I wasn't sure you knew about that. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a yeah. There's so many neat things that are happening online, right? So. Yeah. You know, there's the, the um, in Canada we don't do so much online exhibits. I've seen them uh, a few of them popping up around, you know, and, and that's kind of a neat. A new idea up uh, when I don't think we've adapted to here yet, um, but it's you know we still like to hang them on the wall. But I'm really intrigued by that idea, the online curating. And yeah, like that. it's very. I haven't gotten into that myself, but uh, I, I find it intriguing. But someday I'd like to do some some kind of a project here, bring some people in. But that's. In, in this, my distant future. <laughs> Actually, I better get going. Anyway, okay. it's been great talking to you, and thanks for doing this. Oh, no problem. Thank anyway, you for being available. Anyway, we'll text uh, and, uh, again, and don't worry about it. <laughs> Keep in touch. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 
This has been Oddcast. Thank you from me, your host, Philip J. Mellon. Keep the dialogue going.